As always, this is Tony, and with me today are the following players. Hi, this is Bethany, and I'm playing Belinda Walsingham, the half-elf awakened mystic. Hi, this is Adam, and I will be playing Akiva Kanchu, the Shadar Kai Hexblade Warlock. Hi, I'm Mike, and I'm playing Scribner Shannon Whitecliff, the human rogue fighter. Next time, we'll be Rumble Squad Episode 2-10. Join us now for Sharpened Quill, Episode 18, Solving Crime, but also Committing Crime. Last time, the party met a superfan of Thoven while going to rest at one of the inns in Holimian. After extricating themselves from that situation, they decided to take in a little culture, and Akiva proposed they go see a show, performed by the artist Adrian. As the first part of the performance came to a close, Akiva was actually invited on stage to begin a performance of his own. So, Tony, as heavily as possible... Can I recreate my battle during the cataclysm? You know which one I'm talking about. <laughs> Wait, you're home? Not, I don't need the scenery. I just need the interactions with the daughter cool. That's it. Okay. Are you using silent image to do this? Uh, combination of silent image, minor illusion. Do I want to burn major image? That's why I want to ask. Are you burning a spell slot for this? I think Akiva probably would. I'm burning right? my. I, I'm, bur- I'm going to burn major image too. So um, describe the scene... With a combination of the spells and a bit of poetic grandeur in speech, I will set the stage of we are in a village that is currently being overrun by Darakul. And we are making our way through the village, rescuing any survivors we can, keep watching each other's backs, and defeating as many Darakul as possible. Okay, so you set the scene. You see uh, Edwin kind of like scouting the area following the various images of are you showing Shadar Kai? No, they'll just be elves. <laughs> they start to shift for a second. I'm like, uh-oh, what's happening? And then they become elves and we're like, oh, okay, cool. Cool, 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 cool. <laughs> I'm assuming you're showing like some some simple structures and all that to imply like the attack. Yeah. They, they wouldn't be able to understand that Shadar Kai just from the structures of the housing. So you see, he seems to join in with the other elves in holding off this horde of Darakul. And he starts to dance and move and spin in, you know, joining in with the imagery. And he seems to be very careful not to disturb your illusions. He goes to strike, but it seems like it just misses so that it actually doesn't break the illusion for the audience. Uh, Are you doing anything else? Or are you just having the battle unfold? Having the battle unfold. Narrating. Yeah, narrating. I'm just going to focus on doing those two, but doing those very well. Um, you do notice, like, assuming you're willing, he kind of, like, would say, like, he'll tap your throat and, like, say, up, good? Yes. Um, so when you start to narrate a bit, you're, first, you know, you were really trying to project, and then your voice suddenly amplifies. As if someone cast thaumaturgy on you. So it continues to flow. The battle unfolds before you. Uh, Belinda and Scriv, you've never seen, you've heard Akiva talk about this battle. But you've never seen the utter devastation that it was causing that he's showing. Is this like that scene in Mulan where they come to the village and it's burned down? There's just a little doll and it's like the most tragic thing in any Disney movie ever. It's literally just this sad doll. A little bit. Yeah. A little bit. (laughs) Little sad dolls, little hair blowing in the breeze. Iconic. 
So as it's all happening, as you're announcing, he continues to swipe and move and, and dodge, and he kind of like starts to twirl backwards and do some flips back in order to imply that the elves are being pushed back by this massive horde. And you continue to narrate what's happening, and then suddenly Akiva goes silent, but his mouth is moving. Akiva, you recognize it also that, like, you can't hear your own voice. Oh, okay. What happens to the illusions? It holds for a moment, and then music begins. You're not sure where. A haunting melody, soft, cuts through the silence. What is the audience's reaction to this? Excitement. And the guards look readied and tense and start scanning the crowd. I would like to scan the crowd as well, just trying to... No, I would like to keep an eye on Akiva. Yeah, quick telepathy to Akiva. Akiva, are you okay? I'm okay. I think this might be the Sphere song. Akiva, suddenly you hear sound again. And you hear the music suddenly around you. Looking around, you don't see anything. But then there's a slight shift. Scrib, you notice it too, above you. And you look up and you see a cloaked figure dressed very similarly to you. Just dark leathers, dark clothing. You understand now why um, people may have mistaken you for the spirit of song. The figure just approaches. It seems there is a projection to his voice as you hear a song of loss and sacrifice sung in Elvish. The guards start to get closer to him, start to approach the stage and move. Edwin's just standing beside you like awestruck, looking up. The song starts to turn more violent, more angry. The lights in the theater suddenly start to shift from a soft glow to a red glow. Scriv is definitely getting tense. He sees the guards approaching. He sees that, like, Scriv would definitely, like, turn Belinda? Do we... Yeah, um, uh, we need to get information, right? That's what we're after. Yes. The song continues, growing louder and louder. The lights continue to grow brighter, red, and very violent colors. Quick telepathy the group. Should I reach out to him telepathically? That's up to you. I would say wait until he makes them... We don't do anything in terms of acting until he makes a move. All right, I'm going to do Assess Foe, Tony, which gives me uh, HP, and I'll see if he has any uh, resistances, if he's a real thing at all. He is real. Um, He has 62 HP. Oh. Oh. (laughs) Try not to sound too disappointed. (laughs) He might not have con. He does not have resistances. As this intensity of emotion starts to swell in his song he suddenly like reaches up and then brings his hands down sharply as what seems like a bolt of lightning appears from nowhere and slams the stage not far from you akiva akiva you feel no heat sense no energy from it it's intense and it's blinding and you all kind of have to cover your eyes for a split second can i see if i can tell if it's an illusion do i do i do i need to make a check roll arcana nine <laughs> It was so quick and sudden, you couldn't process whether or not it was an illusion or real lightning bolt that came from the sky. What is real, What man? is reality? <laughs> That's every time you fail an in-check, he was just like, but what even is reality? Like, what does it mean to be real? <laughs> but what about our host? The host of the show? Yes, our host, who's definitely real. Adrian's still there looking up, awestruck, but there's a body where the lightning struck suddenly okay what body adrian suddenly dissipates akiva you look it's a word no <gasps> uh, can i run up to the body 
is it real? Yeah, I was about to say, can I run up to the to the body and see if it's it's if, if it's real, and then if it is real, if they're in stable condition or dead or whatever? You start running up to the body, Akiva. You go up and you touch a physical body that is not breathing and looks charred. Okay, I will. I'm going to pull on the earring. It's a word. He's not breathing. Suddenly, uh, the cloaked figure leaps down from the platform as, like, you're running to the body and lands on the ground. So wait, the spirit of song just landed on the... Landed on the ground and was, like, is just staring towards the body. I want to do a forceful query on the spirit of song. Did you kill him? Okay, so you yell out, did you kill him? Yes! <laughs> I think that's that's a fair question. People can hear me ask. I'm in the front, I figured, so I'll just holler it. Um, he could choose not to save, I guess. He just goes, no. And do I know that's true? Uh, yeah, he did not succeed in the save. Okay. And he kind of like looks slightly confused, but also just like he looks and suddenly up as all the guards are starting to swarm. And he puts kind of a hand calmly on your shoulder. He's shaking a little bit and he goes, Akiva, can you help me? Do I recognize this as Edwin? You recognize the voice as Edwin. You see the guards running to the stage. I'm trusting you here. I'm going to pull a card out of the deck of illusions. Yeah, I'm going to throw a card. It's kobold. <laughs> Kiva throws a card and suddenly a kobold appears on stage. I'm going to grab his hand. He'll just quickly say, below stage. Okay. So you see Akiva toss this as the guards are starting to swarm the stage. They all pause for a split second to see this kobold. <laughs> grabs the spirit of song and they both vanish. Okay. And then I'm going to go to the earrings since I'm still within range. We're below stage. I'm trusting him. Might want to get further away. That's pretty close. Are you safe? Yes. So as you suddenly appear, I'll say Akiva below stage, you find yourselves in these almost catacomb-like tunnels. And he just like tugs an arm and just goes, I have a couple hideouts this way. Yeah, I follow him. And you start to follow him down the the tunnels. The spirit is on. This guy's still cloaked in all black. You can't actually see his face, and you're assuming that's some sort of illusion on the garment itself. Um, but you recognized his voice. Okay. It was Adrian. And he is running down uh, one of the tunnels, and he kind of looks back to see if you're following him. I'm following, yeah. At the very least, I'm not letting him out of my sight. <laughs> so he continues to move, and he moves pretty quickly. I'm assuming you use the dimension door from the ring, right? Yeah, the ring of cell soaring. Yeah, okay, cool. So after bamfing down here, he just starts to move. You're moving behind him. He goes down a couple of little passages, and... What is going on? What's happening? I, I had an idea that you might be the spirit of song. Just from how you describe him and the way you talk about him, it didn't seem to be in fear, it was more in awe. But why is Award dead? What is happening? He kind of like gets up to a corner passage. You notice this is almost like a maze of tunnels that's just beneath. It must be beneath Halimian itself, not just beneath the theater. But he kind of turns and looks back over his shoulder. So as long as you're good to walk and talk, I'm, I am too. Well, I guess my first question for you to kind of figure out, figure this out is... Are you here to help me, or are you here on your own mission? You mean in Halimian? Yes. Who do you think I am? You're Kiva of the Fremer Empire, right? Yeah, I mean, I'm here helping you currently. Do you think I was sent here to help you buy someone? He kind of slows his pace a little bit. Wait, are you just here on your own? Yeah, that we, we, we came here on our own to, for our own reasons, but it wasn't sent by anybody specifically for you. The spirit of- this was the first we'd ever heard of the spirit of song coming to the city. You're from Orenthal? Yep, from Orenthal. Do you know Canathar? Yes. 
Okay, you trained with Kenathar, right? Yes, absolutely. He didn't send you. Mm, no. <laughs> I, I would have remembered if he had sent this to Holimian. We came to Holimian looking for research into the disappearance of the gods. That was it. Okay, so I, that was legitimate. I could have... I thought he said there'd be another one here. What did, what did Kenathar tell you? Well, I heard a message that Kenathar was checking out a possible asset and training him. Do you have a rank? Rank in what? Oh boy. You came with companions, right? Yes. Is this about the Shadow Wolves? I might have made a mistake. Okay. Well. It's not as important as to who sent me I, as I'm involved now, so what's with the dead body? Well, yeah, you're involved now. I was working with Award because there's a potential threat to the Vremer Empire. I was using the Spirit of Song to kind of help distract from some other things that I've been doing and working on and helping another friend deal with some things. Okay. Yeah, we've been, at least today, been in contact with Award about our research, so I wasn't sure what was going on if it was something related to that. You were in contact with Award Just today. What was he looking at? We were. We gave him some information regarding the the, the disappearance of the gods and something we were look. They were researching together. It had to do with some some events that happened uh, a long, long time ago. I don't know the specifics personally. That was more of my two companions' whole specialization. What are your companions' names? Belinda and Scrip. Okay. So you think somebody took out a word to stop you guys from to prevent whatever this threat to the Vremer Empire is? A potential threat. It's not confirmed yet, but I'm looking at some information. And just like to... I mean, it's always best to find out about a threat and deal with it before it ever truly becomes a threat. Okay, yeah. At this, you kind of hear some echoes of uh, boots uh, down various corridors. You can't tell where it's coming from, but Adrian kind of stops it. Let's be quiet for a little bit. We gotta keep moving. Do you know where we're going? I would, imagine, I would assume so. I have a couple hideouts. Come on. Shh. He kind of starts to scurry. We're probably out of range, but just to try it, I would have sent something over the earrings, been like, hey, we're moving through what seems to be like a, a, a bit of a maze of catacombs. Eventually it cuts off, as if he got out of range. Yeah, he's out of range. Oh boy. Okay. So, we left off where we're in the audience, he's just thrown a cobalt <laughs> and left. There's a cobalt on stage, and you see brief little, like, shimmer of a doorway appear, and then disappear. And they're gone. Yeah. So we know what's happened. And we know it's A-Word's body, correct? You know it's A-Word's body. Quick, telepathic contact to Scriv. I think we should try to investigate what's actually happened here and trust that Akiva's okay. What do we do with the guards? We don't have any jurisdiction here. We don't have to. We just have to be very authoritative. Fair enough. You take lead, I'll follow. Okay. I'll just... Wait, how hard is it to climb on the stage? How high is the stage? I don't want to ruin my authoritative approach by face planting. Are we in the front row? Can we just like- You're like a couple of rows back. Um, There's uh, stairs to the left and right of the stage that can get you up if you want to just go around that way. And that's where the guards currently are as they're initially like staring at this kobold. And then one pulls out a wand and then just waves it towards Then I would like to start making our way out of the row. Just I I briefly flash the credentials as though they mean something to to the random patrons next to us. Add the way official business. Yeah, coming through, coming through. Most people are just like uh, kind of applauding still and slowly coming to the realization that that's a real dead body. And like people are starting to back away from you and get away. You notice 
as you're getting out of the row and going up to the stage, there are several guards that seem to be closing and locking uh, down the area. We are going to step up to the guard line, unflinching. I'm trusting that Belinda will back up whatever it is I'm doing. Uh, excuse me, coming through. Seems like there's been an unexpected death here. Please step aside. Step aside. I'm going to like kind of move the guards a little bit aside, like they're getting too close to the body. Roll persuasion. Uh, natural 20, so a total of 26. So you see some uh, of the guards initially, wands in hand, by the way. They start to kind of come up, and as you basically navigate up to them and around them, you see they seem more confused by the authoritative nature in which you and Scriv are speaking and are able to walk all the way up to the stage. By this point, you see a couple of elven guards by the body and seem to be like using a few spells to kind of scan it over. Okay, um, how long has it been since he died? Because I can try to just straight up bring him back. Medicine to determine how long he's been dead. So, first thing you notice is the clothes are charred and his look, he looks burnt. 20. Alright, you kind of come up. The authoritative nature, you initially just get up to the body before any of the uh, other elves there can say anything. And you check him over quickly and determine he's been dead for a while. Shake my head quietly. I'll turn to the guards. I'm sorry, it's too late. We were hoping we- And immediately just like, what are you- Please, please stay back. Uh, We were hoping that we might be able to save him, but I'm afraid this is now a murder investigation. Yes, this is an active crime scene. Yes. Who are you? And I'll say, Blinda Walsingham and flash my my papers at them. Can my bonus action also be to stand up behind her and flick it at the same time? (laughs) Yes. Special Agents Whitecliffe and Walsingham. You can aid with this? Uh, yes, were you trained in investigation? Mm, I was trained in the capture of criminals. That's why I've sent several men after a spirit who seems to have- Please give us some space while we look at the body, and I will turn to look at the body and begin investigating cause of death and any other evidence I might be able to collect. Roll investigation. Yeah, I'll say- uh, Sorry, officer, what was your name? I am Fivin Kualanthri. Officer uh, Kualanthri, uh- Sounds like you've got it under control with pursuing the suspect. We would like to investigate this. And I'll sort of gesture with my hand up, like, give some space. He'll take a couple steps back, but he seems, like, a bit annoyed. But he's waiting to see what the results of your investigation are. Okay. So, uh, what was the total? 18. So, searching the body as you study the various wounds. One thing you notice, Griff, is you're kind of, like, feeling things up. Certain parts of his clothes feel greasy. And the second thing you notice, which is a little bit more important, there's no scorch marks on the stage at all. Body was planted here. It seems like he hit the stage pretty hard, but the burns don't look to be what killed him. As you see something somewhat familiar and see dried blood under his eye. Why does that sound familiar? That's psychic damage. Yeah, okay. One final note, Scriv. You do find a parchment kind of tucked that's somewhat damaged by the fire in his pocket. Is there a way for me to get it out without damaging it? Yeah, you're able to pull it out carefully. It's a request from Adrian to have Award uh, help with specific illusion spells. And if he, if Award could help by being on stage during the performance. Looks like the burns aren't what killed him. Now, you see the blood under the eyelids over there? Good catch. Psychic damage, probably. Don't see that very often. 
We're more familiar with it than most people, probably. Well, we don't have to point that out. Okay, so it looks like he was killed with psychic damage and then dropped here. And then the burn was part of the cover. And if you look around, yeah, there's no scorch marks on the stage, which means that the body was definitely burned for... Oh, piece of paper. I'd need an additional sample of what his handwriting is. This might be a forgery. If the body's planted, this could be planted too. Okay, so looks like this is all a, all a put-up job. Possibly. Officer, I'll hold up the hold up the note. You may find this of interest. He'll take this. Oh, yes. I know you could remember it for later, so if we need to compare. So, who would have set up the Spirit of Song to kill Award? And does it have anything to do with our own investigations? Seems like an odd coincidence this man has been happily living his life. The officer looks at the letter. This seems... Award may have been in league with the Spirit of Song, and he was trying to eliminate his potential leaks. It's possible, but we can't know for certain that the letter wasn't planted there as part of placement of the body as well. Is it possible for you to get a warrant so we can investigate actual notes of the victim? We can verify that the had signature is appropriate. Also, if you have any of your officers here that can do a quick scan on the body, see if there's any lingering magical signatures they may be able to trace back. There's no magical effects on him whatsoever. We did investigate that. We do know how to do our job to a new Apologies. We haven't worked with you before, but I appreciate your professionalism. So it looks like he's been dead for some time. What would your read be on that, Scriv? Rather ambitious, depending on how long the body has been here. Whether it's been on stage for the entire performance, or if it was done, well, during that flash of light. Well, if you notice, it looks like there were some, you know, damages here from a fall after the death like he was dropped so if you guys look up we'll look up one of those sandbags you saw earlier was ripped open and looks empty that's directly above you Ooh. officer do you see that up there he looks up his body was planted not only that but it was hidden probably by someone who had access to the area uh, you do see several stagehands have already been gathered and are being like brought into the main part of the theater and he'll kind of gesture uh, to some of his guards, like, go investigate to see what about that. Yeah, and I'll say, uh, Whitecliff, do you think we should speak with some of these stagehands? Possible. If there's a way for us to establish a timeline of where everyone was, one, especially who might have an opportunity to set up the sandbag. Surely such a thing would have been seen if with so many people around preparing for a performance or they'll have something to tell us. We'll turn to the various stagehands. Well, who has been working on that? Who worked on that sandbag, that rigging there? Some of them kind of look up. Um bunch of us like we've been all over the place and then one kind of like smaller elf just nudges and just just nods his head to the side tell him about the, the thing i saw well, apparently gestures for the the shorter elf says he saw a hunchback backstage couldn't get a good look at them but they seem to just disappear sounds like a disguise if ever i've heard of one it's a suspect there's no evidence to support that when was this for the show well we were all working. And no one thought to stop the show if there was an unauthorized hunchback messing around with the stage setting? We checked everything. It seemed all fine. The weight was right on everything. Means that the person knows what that sandbag is supposed to weigh. They know enough to fool the stage staff. Intricate knowledge of the theater. Agreed. Officer. Y yes does this match any descriptions of existing criminals you've been pursuing? We have the hunchbacks here. And the murder. The so the spirit of song? Um, 
I didn't see a hunchback, but there was a really tall, slender woman I did see that I don't recognize, but she also kind of disappeared. It's a much younger elf. Seems like maybe in training? I'm sorry, what is your name? I'm Gita. Gita, why don't you just come speak with me for a moment, okay? Okay. And she'll kind of like come out from, she looks a little nervous, but she'll walk up to you. So I'll just take her aside real quick and say, uh, Gita, I don't think Edwin had anything to do with this. I think he's being framed and I need your help, okay? He's always been nice to us. Okay, I need to see what you saw. How do I do that? I'm, I'm really good at um, connecting with people. And if you visualize what you saw, then I'll be able to picture it too. Okay, so I just need to think about it. Yeah, that's all it takes. Just remember what you saw. I want to see what this woman looks like, okay? She'll close her eyes and start to think. Okay, I'm going to use my mind meld ability to access her memory. You go into her mind and see the stage and back. She's walking around. She seems to be helping to paint one of the sets. And she looks just past the edge of the painting and you see a woman probably a little over six feet. Slender build, wearing studded leather armor, black clothes, hood pulled up, ascending the stairs, and when the elven woman kind of like, um, you there? And starts to walk in that direction. There's a brief moment her eyeline is uh, blocked and the woman's not there. And she's looking around, just shakes her head, and goes back to work. Do I get a sense for how she was manipulated? Or can I make any inferences? Roll straight intelligence. 23. Belinda, because of your skill set, there is a brief moment that you catch something wrong with the memory. And as you walk up, you see the tall woman turn. Kind of a a very pale face, chiseled jawline, and you see uh, light, light blue eyes for a second that looks towards the girl. Mm -hmm. And you swear you hear in the girl's head, you don't see me. And the woman then just continues up the stairs. You see her, and then the girl just shakes her head and goes about her business. And I can tell this woman did not cast a spell or do anything of that kind to cause this effect. Her hands didn't move. Just telepathically, it seems she said, you don't see me. And it seems very similar to an ability you have to convince someone of something. Thank you, Gita, for trusting me with this. I'm sorry I didn't see where she went. That's okay, you were busy. You were working hard. So I'll let you go back to the others. Okay. And she'll kind of scurry back to the rest of the stagehands as they're being questioned one by one by the guards uh, with screws. Yeah, Help. quick telepathy to Scriv. It would seem it was a mystic. Someone with powers like mine. Well, that explains why we're not able to get much from the stagehands. A couple of details, but nothing solid. Yeah, this girl's memory was altered and she was temporarily controlled. So I don't think we're going to find out right away who did this, but I think I'm pretty confident that it wasn't. Uh, the spirit of song. Anything about the hunchback? No. One of the guards kind of like puts a hand up like he's hearing something. One of my guards just said she was convinced an old friend really needed the uniform and they were going to trade shifts for tonight. And she's like, doesn't remember who this person is. And we need to get more guards down below. Sorry, where was this officer stationed? They were part of the search party. Quick telepathy. Taking care of loose ends. Yeah, we need to go. It's entirely possible that 
the suspect took that uniform that's trying to slip out among the chaos. Alright, well, I'll send some more guards down below to just figure out what's going on and how she could be so easily manipulated by the arcane, but figure this out. And you see him opening one of the trap doors as uh, several guards are starting to approach and start to descend down a ladder that they uh, put down. Uh, I'll just turn, uh, I guess we have to do everything telepathically because we could be overheard or can we do hushed voices, Tony? Whoa. You can do hushed voices. Scriv, if there were going to be catacombs, how would you access them? Maybe we can get to where Akiva is ahead of the guards if they're trying to go through the trapdoor. Depends where the catacombs let out. I have no idea how old this place is. Oldest city on the continent. Which means that maybe there's old forts, maybe there's sewage, maybe there's storage. One of the adjoining buildings might have a connection to the catacombs that we might be able to go to. I think that seems like as good approach as any. Let's give that a try and try to reach out to Akiva. Officer. Yes. We're going to be following up on a lead concerning, well, the imposter officer at this point. Uh, I'll send some of my men with you and he gets a couple of elves to, to come forward. I'll say, no problem. You need to focus on pursuing the suspect. We're just gathering information. Not only that, but... We're pretty sure that you'll need to secure the rest of the crime scene. We've done all we can for now. We're holding the area. No one's allowed to leave. Can I lean into him and say, you know one of your officers was compromised. There could be others. We'd rather go on our own. Roll persuasion with advantage. 23. He reaches into a pocket and pulls out a small, smooth stone and hands it over to you. You tell me if you find anything and where to send my men. And I would like that back when you are done. Absolutely. No problem. Thank you. Good luck. He'll just nod and turn his attention back towards the trapdoor. And we will make our way. Make our way. Make our way. I- I'll say, I just want to say, I want to say a quick prayer to Adar for Award's poor soul. Okay. So you guys will get to the storage room and it takes you a little bit, but Scrivs and your passives investigation, you're able to find a small grate that you can get to the sewers or the catacombs. Look at this dream team. Yeah, solving crime, but also committing some crime a little bit. I'm going to bamf over to Adam. So, you are uh, traveling through these various tunnels with Adrian. I'm going to use my empathic feat. Okay. So I have to make an insight wisdom check against by his charisma, which it might very well be able to tie, because I'm assuming he's very charismatic. If I succeed, then I get uh, advantage on attack and ability checks. All right, roll your insight. 22. Because you're uh, empathic, you kind of feel like he has a sense of he made a a little bit of a mistake. Not with what happened, but he's definitely hiding something important to him from you. Okay. So as we're going along, I will kind of just say, hey, so I am pretty good at picking up some vibes here and there. At least I've gotten good at picking up vibes recently. And I can kind of tell you're not telling me everything at the very least. That is to your own prerogative, but I will say if you want more of my help and definitely the help of the rest of my friends who depending on how much of a bind you're in, you're probably gonna want our help. You have to be straightforward about everything. Roll persuasion with advantage. 16? I'm sorry. There are certain things that I can't tell you. I need I need your help, of course. Um, well, we're in quite the predicament as it is, and you're an accomplice right now. I appreciate the help. I won't deny that by any means. I just thought you were someone that you're not. I assume then that... Or he implied someone else rather than you. Okay. 
I will tell you this much, however. What do you know? The Whispered Ones? Oh, probably more than you think. I don't know what you know of Solana, but there are several places here that they're looking to research and expand magical prowess and understanding of the arcane and all of that, and it's something to be watched. And if anything seems like too much of a threat, I just want to make sure that nothing is going to impact the Vremor Empire. So you're watching out for the Whispered Ones if they have a presence here? Not if. So they have a presence here in Solana. Well, um, proof of it is that one of my lead informants is dead on that stage. Yeah. Okay. We have had dealings with them in the past. Multiple. But I thought you... Never mind. Please go on. I don't know who you were expecting. It could very well be Mimi and Canathar just did not mention it. Or it could have been somebody in my party and Canathar did not mention it. But we have had multiple dealings with the Whispered Ones. On multiple levels. If what you're telling me is true, and I... From what I can glean, I, I'm, tr- I'm trusting you here. I'm trusting you here with this. We have had dealings with higher-ranking officials within the Whispered Ones. Like who? Belinda is not going to be happy that I shared this. Such as uh, interactions with a memory. Not related to the Whispered Ones, but do you happen to know the name Bartholomew? It doesn't ring any bells for me. He said he was following a trail of the Whispered Ones in a memory in particular at one point. Before he came here. Did he mention anything else about that memory, specifically? The less information that we spread, the better sometimes. Is there a very distinct identifier for that memory? You would be easy to spot in a crowd. Uh, that's not who Bartholomew's following here. That's not what the worry is. It's, I think, a different sect. Don't mention Bartholomew's around as it's not really supposed to be telling people that, but that's... Alright, you're trusting me enough with this. I may have an ally that I've been using the Spirit of Song as distraction so he can go about his business and do what he needs to do. But I think the Whispered Ones are trying to steal arcane technology from Solana. I just don't know where they're doing it. My assumption... I know at the very least my companions are much more versed in what's going on with them than I am. I haven't, at least in the specifics of what they're dealing with and dealing in. So you might have my trust, but you're gonna have to earn theirs. What are your friends' names? Their full names? Belinda Walsingham and Scrivener Whitecliffe. Oh, you, by the way, hear uh, the continued footsteps echoing off. Just doesn't sound like they're too close, but there's definitely guards still pursuing. Walsingham and Whitecliffe, are you telling me the truth? Yes. Why? Has their names come up before? I mean, General Walsingham is an extremely well-known woman within the Empire. And I've heard Jack Whitecliffe is pretty well-known. He is. What is their relation to those two? Daughter and son, respectively. Okay. Maybe we don't get too far from them. Why? Is there a possible threat to them? I mean, they're very important figures. Or at least their family is, but I don't know. No, I don't think there's an active threat to them. I just think maybe they can help a little bit more. Yeah, they, uh, as from what I've seen, Belinda definitely at the very least has a lot of pull. So within the Vampire Emperor, especially. Okay, we're going to be, he kind of pauses and listens. Someone's by themselves. Someone's coming to us by themselves? Trying to be quieter. We need to move faster now. Okay. Um, How quiet are you? I can be pretty quiet if need be. Also, don't freak out. It's just so we can have another set of ears listening out. 
Okay. I bamf in Lazarus. No. Familiar? Yes. Great scouts. Exactly. All right. I'm going to start to circle us back closer. Maybe we can see about throwing them off our trail a little bit. Yeah. And he's going to start to circle down. What are you doing with Lazarus? How high is the ceiling? Like less than 10 feet. I'm going to have him sit on my shoulders and kind of listen out for behind us and alert me if it seems like the sounds of footsteps are getting close. Okay. All right, so if he's stealthing and perceiving, roll one stealth and a perception check with advantage. Okay, and then stealth for me as well? Uh, yes. Okay, so for his stealth, he Lazarus is at a 14, and then his perception is a 14 as well. My stealth is a 7. Okay. <laughs> Not great. So, as you are moving along, you kind of scrape and, and trip. You, there's lots of little uneven patches to the ground, so you're having some trouble, like, being quiet. After about a minute, you get kind of a sense from Lazarus, someone's coming. Okay, I'll, as quietly as possible, let uh, Edwin know. Can you tell anything about the person? If you hold my arm, I can see through my familiar senses. Yeah, you're not being quiet anyway, sorry. He holds your arm. (laughs) Okay, so I will see through uh, Lazarus' senses. Do I get any inclination about the person that's following us? So you look, and you do see a figure dressed in what looks like one of those guard outfits, but it doesn't look like it fits her. A figure dressed in a guard outfit, but it doesn't look like that the guard outfit fits her properly. I, I will be saying that out loud as I'm seeing it. And then he walks up. You notice bald head, smooth, chiseled features, and she's very tall. Over six feet, it looks like. Light, light blue eyes. And as she kind of is quietly proceeding down the corridor, she stops you see one of her hands start to clench. I have been letting him know all, all the like physical attributes this whole time, so uh, I will alert. She looks like she's reaching for something, and she stopped. Suddenly, purplish energy seems to form in her hand as you see like a small pointed blade, and she reaches out towards Lazarus. Bamf him out. Roll dex. 19? So she lashes out. You see the blade coming up. Lazarus's vision goes blank before it gets there. Okay. She just tried to hit, uh, attack. So I spin around. Do I see her? When you turn around, you still hear the echo of footsteps. You hear some coming faster. She's coming. Uh, we need to go. We can't. Our information's too important. I can bamf us out again, but I need to know directions. Uh, this is an absolute maze. 300 feet, any points? Okay, dimension door. Okay, roll intelligence save. I'm assuming you're using it through the amulet. Yes, this time through the amulet. Correct. So, save 14. Okay, so no damage. You are about to bam just as you see this uh, tall, thin figure come around the corner, still have this purplish energy in her hand, and she starts to lash out towards you, even though she's like 30 feet away, and you just, the door appears and dissipates. You find yourself facing an inch away from a wall. (sighs) Okay, good call. And that is where we're going to leave this episode for today. Thank you all for listening. Please share this with your friends and follow us on Twitter at Rules as Written or check out our website, dndraw.com. And feel free to email any questions to our DM at dm at dndraw.com. Also subscribe and leave us a review or comment anywhere podcasts are found. If you want to support us, please check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash dndraw. Thank you for joining us on our adventures. Mm-hmm.